Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to discuss the huge amount of live, as in real-time cycling video that we have to bring you this week is my dear friend Sarah. Hi Sarah. Yeah, that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that big pause was you talking about the amount of video we had. <laughs> it was, no, it was imaginary Sarah who gets to talk about huge amounts of live time cycling video. Now, yes. to, to be fair, I think, I think we're both suffering a little bit this week because it is kind of cruel that the cycling calendar gods put um, the Chongming Island racing immediately following the Friends Life Women's Tour because, you know... Yeah. It's sad. No, I mean, it, it is, I have to bear in mind that, you know, we, we were in a different alternative universe last week, weren't we? When we had the Women's Tour, the Friends Life Women's Tour, and the superb amount of video and coverage and everything, and the BBC and mainstream newspapers and more coverage than the Giro and la la la. So I am, I, I, I have to admit, I might possibly be suffering from racing withdrawal symptoms. No, no however, way. However, if you are in the UK, dear listener, and you are suffering from racing withdrawal symptoms, what we have at the moment is the Tour Series, which is a series of crits, city centre crits run by Sweet Spot. Um, who also ran the Friends Life Women's Tour. So if you're anywhere near a race, um, go and see one. I'm going to go to one next week. I'm going to Edinburgh. Because it turns out that by British public transport, <laughs> fl flying to Edinburgh is easier than getting train anywhere. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, it, it's... Oh, sorry, I'm just highly amused because it's actually probably easier for you to fly to Edinburgh than it is for me to to get to the outer suburbs of Sydney, you know. So. It, no, it's true. It's, isn't yeah. it one of those weird things? You like how when you were a young... Well, I was. When you are a young, idealistic hippie, you're like, I will never fly! <laughs> no. Yeah. Mercifully, I've never been through that phase. <laughs> um, if you're anywhere near Scotland, dear listener, go to the Edinburgh Tour Series. And actually, you know yeah, what? Go to, go to the Edinburgh Tour this, Series well, and bring whiskey for Sarah to send to me. Yes, that's a good plan. And and at the end, after we've talked about all the other races, Australia, Australia, you've done it again for us, man. You're the best. We love you, Australia. Well, I love you, Australia. That's possibly because I've never been there. Anyway, Chongming Island. It's a... Um, okay. Well, look, I, I liked um, your preview of, of this racing um, on Podium Cafe um, in, in your post where you, you rounded up the, the uh, scant amount of video that was available for it so if, yeah. you, if you don't mind i would um i'd like to i'd like to borrow from that just briefly okay Go for so it. this is i'm quoting sarah now to sarah oh, so if that's if that's not too meta then you know it's, it's it's embarrassing but okay i'll just shut my ears feel free um if you're listening along at home to tweet me quoting sarah to sarah <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Chongming Island is an alluvial island in the middle of the Yangtze River. It's completely, utterly, totally flat. You're thinking pancakes? Well, the American-style ones are thick, and the European ones can have air bubbles. So this is flatter. It's true. It is true. It is very, 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 very flat. Um... They have a Queen of the Mountains point, and I was a little bit gobsmacked when they awarded World Cup Queen of the Mountains points. Do you know where the Queen of the Mountains points is? <laughs> yes. It's, it's at the top of... It's not even at the top of the freeway, is it? It's at the top of the bridge to get onto the freeway. It's, yeah, it's, it's the, yeah, the, the Queen of the Mountains points is on the bridge that, that takes you to Shanghai. Um, I don't know what the course looks like this year because um, in the past they had a website that could translate to English sometimes and Google doesn't really translate um, Chinese scripts very well, so we're look, guessing. But look, I can, tell you, I can tell you everything that you need to know about this race, all right? Yeah. One, the course is super, 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 super flat. Yeah. Two... Kirsten Field was there. Have <laughs> <laughs> you done that to me again? <laughs> oh, oh, it's not like we haven't been saying this every week that we've talked about this race coming up. So yeah. 
Yeah, it is very, very flat. And it's also, um, it's an island that they're trying to make it into, um, they, uh, you know, they describe it as an eco-island. Um, it's opposite Shanghai on the Yangtze. And they're trying to make it an eco-island. So there's, there's a ton of people that live there, but it's not very big. Um, and it's got very, very wide. It's, it's built up in a grid, in a grid pattern. It's got very, very wide roads. It often rains. And I've got to say, when you look down the list of teams who go there, you may notice something because in other World Cups so far, we've seen it being Rabo against Bowles Dolmans against Oroka AIS, you know, and, and against Specialized Lululemon. And none of those teams are here. Oh, no, well, that's not entirely true. No, 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 none of those teams are here. The teams that are here, basically, we've got Wiggle, we've got Wiggle Honda, High Tech Products. Um, I'm sorry, High Tech Products, but your B team. Sorry, no, I didn't say that. But, you know, High Tech Products, we've got Chloe Hosking, Elisa Longo, Pagini, Ashley Millman. Um, the French national team, Ali Cipollini, and Farron, um, a started in Mexico, a started in Mexico, Farron. Yeah. Yep. So it's not necessarily the biggest race out, the biggest races out there. They have a three-day stage race, a rest day, and then the World Cup. And any rider who's been out there, because you because you basically recycle a lot of the roads within the three-day stage race, and then you recycle a lot of those roads into the World Cup. It's um, it's let's say they get they get very familiar with it. Yeah, there there are plenty of opportunities to revisit the the same streets and uh, and become yeah. intimately acquainted with the details. I mean, so 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 and and it's one of those things that I find quite interesting because on the one hand you might think well I might think oh well you know it kind of devalues the World Cup because all of the big teams aren't there, but on the other hand. Who cares? You know what I mean? Seriously, who cares? I don't care. It's like this gives a chance for teams and riders not to get completely hammered by Mariana Voss, for example, and to ride race together. That There aren't that many sprinters world. Yeah, well, exactly. I'd actually, I, I, I agree. I would argue quite strongly that the diversity in, in locations and, and races and whatnot is actually a key feature of the World Cup so that it's not, as you say, so utterly one-sided. And um, yeah. and also gives these other teams an opportunity to pick up some points and and all that sort yeah. of stuff too. And glory and glory and stuff and 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 it's not. I mean, so one of the reasons that people don't go to China. So you look down the list and you see high tech and you think, well, why is Chloe Hosking not there? Because she's um, you know she's a former World Cup stage race winner. Uh, sorry, she's a former Chongming stage stage race winner. One of the issues that they have is that to apply for this visa for China, you've got to do it from your home country. Which is a little bit awkward if your home country is literally on the other side of the world from your job. Yes, exactly. So, so that's why that's why that's why you don't see riders. That's why you don't see Chloe Hosking there because you know she's just been riding the Friends Life Women's Tour of Britain, and then to get back home to China, and then I mean it would just be ridiculous. It would be it would be it would be preposterous, really. And you know, and actually she's you know it, it's she's out. She's apparently doing training with uh, Elisa Longo Borghini. <laughs> yes, I did see um, uh, some some rather. Um, awkward tweets about Elisa being really, 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 really mean to Chloe on the climbs. So. There was it basically Chloe tweeted, "Yeah, I'm going out for some climbing boot camp with Elisa. I think perhaps getting her to the airport twelve hours early." <laughs> <laughs> but Elisa's got that very great. She's got that really great Italian smile. She, she's got this very kind of. So she's got this great smile, half smile that, that's full of that's full of I'm going to unleash hell. And I was just imagining this. I was just imagining a the smile that she gets while she's sitting there, kind of bored out of her mind, and what she's doing is planning the most Chloe unfriendly routes possible. And b when they start out for the day, and she turns to Chloe and goes, "You ready?" <laughs> well, not everyone in the world's as cruel as you, Sarah. So you know, I'm sure Elise would never have thought anything like that at all. Unless Chloe said it on Twitter first. So, you know, even if she hadn't thought about it, she's been warned, Chloe, that's a tactical error. So, yeah, so, um, so Chongming, um, the other thing about China, I mean, obviously we all know about things like clambuterol issues and stuff like that and having to be careful with the food. And it's a long way. And, you know, I don't think Mariana Voss has ever ridden there. And in the, over the last couple of years, there does seem to have been an unspoken agreement between the people at the top of the uh, um, World Cup leaders board. You know, if you, you're not going, are you? Great, <laughs> I'm not going. 
Well, I mean, I, I suppose also though, um, in the in the progression of um, the season, it's actually sort of that time when a lot of riders do ease up their race programs to to yeah, build yeah, into yeah. the second half of the season. So. Yeah. And, and we've said this before, but I'd much rather have a world where riders... I mean, like, poor, poor, poor Lizzie Armit said, I feel really sorry for her coming out of the Friends Life Women... You know, having to pull out of the Friends Life Women's Tour. But on the other hand, she's had this amazing, amazing early season. And, you know, and she's... And she can't... You know, she can't... You can't maintain top form without, without having some downtime, without mm. having some rest. Mm. Similarly, Mariana Voss, talking about in her prep for Rio, she's got to dial it back a bit. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, I it's like it's one of those things where it doesn't. It's not so much of a problem for me, because I'd rather that they were. I mean, I, I don't want them to be sick. Obviously, I'd rather they took breaks and rests. And actually, when we talk about what races are coming up next week, you'll kind of see why this is the perfect time to have a two week. <laughs> not that Sarah has the feels about it, the upcoming races. <laughs> no, I I don't like we like I said it's not it's not you know I, I I don't think it's a big deal to be out of out of racing at this entire <laughs> precise moment in time. I mean that's when I take my break. Let's yeah, yeah. Well, so so you heard it here first, folks. Sarah wants to take the next three weeks off the podcast because <laughs> if she can't yeah. see the races, she doesn't want to have to talk about them. <laughs> oh, oh my god! If, if, no, actually, I take it back. Holland Hills Classic on the thirtieth of May and Dorpenomloop Alberg, um, which I believe is now GP Mariana Voss on thirty first of May, are actually really great races. So, yeah. I'm, I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Philadelphia Classic on the first of June is fantastic and has a huge prize pot. And then on the sixth of June, the Cana- then they, you know, if you're in North America, the Philly Classic, Chrono Gatineau, Grand Prix, GP Gatineau are fantastic. And then once we get into the tenth of June, we're into Spanish mini season. So yes, um, June's great. <laughs> okay, so we've revised hurriedly. Okay. No, 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 no. What we've just said is this week. Anyway, I'm still podcasting when I've got my uni deadline on Thursday, so I, that's how much I love women's cycling. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we should actually talk about the race then. <laughs> yeah, so Tour of Chongming Island, um, you start off, it's, it's flat, it's sprinty. Stage one, there was a big crash in the final finish. And yeah, um, Kirsten Veeld won ahead of Roxanne Fournier and Shelley Olds. And this isn't necessarily a surprise because Veeld and Olds didn't ride the Friends Life Women's Tour, so they're kind of coming a bit more fresher. Um, Georgia Bronzini, who had finished about fifth or sixth, and she she said she backed off from the stage one sprint because it was a bit dangerous and right. you know that noise basically was um, is my very rough translation. She didn't say that. <laughs> I said that. That's that's possibly the best translation I've ever heard. Do you do you do professional um, Italian to English translation? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I'll, I'm going to so, see if we can get someone to um, to pay yeah. you to translate stuff. Um, stage two, it's flat. It's it's flat. It's yeah, Kirsten Field won ahead of Georgia Bronzini and Shelley Olds. Stage three, Georgia Bronzini won ahead of Kirsten Field and Shelley Olds. Oh wow! Okay, um, so. Well, I, I, I guess Kirsten didn't dominate in complete dominating, dominate fashion. Well, okay, so she let, she, well, she let, um, she didn't win all the stages, but she did win the GC with Shelley Olds in second, Georgia Bronzini in third. She won the GC by quite a lot, because although it's super, super flat and it's all bunch sprints, there are intermediate sprint bonifications where, right. you know, you win and you get seconds off your GC. And Kirsten just stomped it. Um, stampity, 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 stamp is um, is what happened. And, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, that makes it sound boring. And I apologise if that, but the trouble is, is last year we had about um, 10 minutes video from each stage. Mm. So we knew what happened and race reports. And this year we've got the Wiggle Honda videos, which they filmed their team car, and I am not knocking them at all. I'm super, super grateful yeah. to Honda for those videos. Thank you, because mm. that's literally all we know. Yeah, and which then, is weird because you see the in the background and stuff like you know all of the Chinese state broadcasters and huge numbers of photographers and stuff there. Where does that all go? I know, and big crowds too. And it's like I mean, this is one of the things about the the eastern v, v western 
interwebs, isn't it? Like, like yeah, you know. like there's there's some sort of. I mean, my my Chinese is is non-existent, so obviously I'm not navigating the right parts of um, was it Weibo um, is the big yeah. social network. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, I think the other thing is, is that we did, you know, last. It's difficult, isn't it? Because last year it was super exciting because we had these these long clips, and then when you don't get them, and especially when you come off something like the Friends Life Women's Tour, it can feel like, oh God, you know, normal service has been resumed, and and it's like, oh God above, and and so I'm sorry if I'm a little bit more depressed because you know it was a very bouncy happy podcast last week, and this week it's not very bouncy and happy, but it is good. It was great racing, and I do not want to knock Kirsten Veal because her team were racing spectacularly, and they didn't have Lucy Garner who won a stage of the tour last of uh, the Chongming Island stage race last year, or Amy Peters who won the who was third in the World Cup in the Chongming World mm. Cup last. So they were. But they still just seem to have been a massive, massive team effort. And you know, and the other thing is, is that you know, Giant Shimano, Liv Shimano, they're 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 they they are focusing on the Giro and the Tour of California this week. So there wasn't that much information out from them. So a big, huge thanks to Wiggle Honda. Wiggle, so, thank you. And how'd that how'd that lead into the, the World Cup on Sunday then? Like, was well, it... You, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the other thing about it is, Veal was super dominant. But it's not necessarily. That doesn't mean that she's going to win it. Yeah. And well, and, and particularly, particularly after um, stage three of the the tour, when Bronzini won the sprint, and and obviously, you know, we'd seen her olds and and field go at it again and again and again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's an interesting one because Bronzini, of course, had come straight from the Friends Life Women's Tour, um, where she'd been sick, and she used the um, um, surprising tactic. The surprising health regime of riding in the pouring rain makes you feel better. So, um, you know, she'd got better and better all week. So she'd got um, a third place and then two second places, um, you know, finishing the final station second, you know, second in the friends, like in the, in the women's tour. Mm. And so she'd come across like, you know, she, she, that's not the ideal preparation really to finish one race and then jump on a plane to China. Um, so, but Bronzini yeah, well, was... I'm actually I'm put in mind of the um, what was it the 2008 Olympics when you know Cancellara went to Beijing like two weeks early so that he could be properly acclimatized for the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> so so exactly. ride the ride the Friends Life Women's Tour in the pissing rain while sick, <laughs> and then just fly straight to China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because um, so this race this is the the, the fifth iteration of the race now in 2010 and 2011 Ina Yoko Totenberg won it of course she did um you know in like huge Ina style yeah. get out of my way well, I'm gonna run over. oh I thought she just looked at the race and and won yes, she did. <laughs> Ina, do you miss Ina I miss Ina um and I hope you're well Ina wherever you are in the world I miss you um and 2012 Shelley Olds rode it for the first time and won um, and then last year with no Ina, it was a weird, weird race because it's flat, it ends in a bunch of sprint, but people take flyers. And last year there was a flyer, a late flyer from Tatiana Ryabchenko. Um, and she, she was doing one of those late flyers with the peloton thundering mm. around a corner. And then the peloton were misdirected. Yeah, and, uh, and wound up on the wrong side of a, a traffic island, basically, didn't they? So yeah, a barrier, a big traffic, a big freeway barrier, and so they had to kind of go back and go back. So Ryabchenko won it, and Georgia Bronzini was won the bunch sprint for second. But she was saying in the women's tour that you know she kind of left a little bit of her heart in China, and she wants to go back and you know go back and and and, and demonstrate that she can do it. So mm, yeah, mm. and. Yeah, so 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 you've got Bronzini, you've got the Olds. Kirsten Veald has only raced only raced this race once in 2010 when she was second, and last year it was on her calendar and she really wanted to win it because you know it's quite hard for Veald to win a World Cup. I mean, obviously she's won the Open to Swedvogorda, which is a you know can be a, can end in a sprint. Yeah. But most of the World Cups aren't built for Veald, and this is like this is you know this is this is one of them, and. And so she, you know, she's always, she was also part of the Cervelo test team that won the TTT World Cup in Vagorda, but that's not the same thing. So last year she was, it was on her calendar, but of course she broke her collarbone in the Omelette van Borsa, no, her shoulder in the Omelette van Borsa so she couldn't ride. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the wild card, and because you've got this um, 
you know, you've got this thing where people go, actually, last year, Ryabchenko did, you know, because while we, while we don't want, we absolutely don't want a World Cup won by a mistake, it did demonstrate that it's not just, it doesn't have to be the bunchy, sprinty fest that it is. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, yeah, like, like I don't know, I feel a bit for Ryabchenko because it, it's one of those ones where, you know, it, it's really awkward trying to frame the, the conversation about the race properly. Because um, it's it's you know she didn't do anything wrong she she won perfectly yeah, yeah, fine yeah, yeah. you know it, it's yeah, yeah. it's and, and, and actually, on on the one hand it's unfortunate that the the peloton got misdirected but at the same time you know if if we were talking about um, her getting a a flat we'd say yeah that sucks but that's racing you know yeah so but I think, yeah I, I do I do wonder if that was one of the things behind a lot of the other big riders' decisions not to come you know there's 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 quite a lot to lose if you eat the wrong food and it's got beef broth in it you know what I mean and you don't know it's got beef broth in it and you get clambuterold that's quite that's 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 something you know that's that's a big deal and it's not just a deal for you as an individual with the women it's a really 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 big deal from the sport yeah yeah and and you know I can see why I can see why and if it's not a parkour you're especially enamored with like a lot of the riders this year have been talking about how much they like having new races because they've you know places they haven't ridden before yeah and how it's interesting, and you know, and Emma Johansson was saying it, and I've heard Chloe Hosking say it, and you know, there's a lot of people saying that. But that at this point in their careers, if you're a 30 year old rider like Johansson, you, I'm sorry, she might not be 30 yet, but you know, she's around that age. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just struck. No, I'm, I'm struggling to come to terms with the fact that that means she's an old rider. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's, it, I, you know, I'm using inverted. No, no, I, I know, I know. It's just you know, I, I you know, I, I've, it's it's that crushing reality. You know, I'm now, I know. I'm now older than my heroes. It's oh my god, man! It's it's not just that. It's like when they when when you some of the younger ones and you're old enough to be their parents. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> Happy birthday last week, Dan. How was it? Yeah, fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only just old enough to be their parents. <laughs> you know, Dan matured very young, and I'm just going to stop now. Yeah, um, please. So, yeah, so so I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's like, it's interesting because the World Cup wasn't, it wasn't a, a done deal at all by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, of course, winning winning stompy 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 winning is very good but it could have gone in any ways and so you've got the race and all we know about it is from the UCI's video the UCI seven minute video we will have the 28 minute video coming out soon so so you know apologies if when you watch that you're going what the fuck was Sarah and Dan talking about this week they really didn't make any sense it's because (laughs) we don't know people (laughs) I don't know I feel like we're making as much sense as usual so (laughs) relative sense i like that concept so yeah i'm just going to go and pull out the uh giant shimano blog because live shimano blog because that probably tells us something and so yeah so they're racing 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 and what's interesting is high tech without chloe elisa and ashley were really really going for it because you had sarah olsen who's in her first year in an elite team you might remember sarah as one of the um prize winners from our unofficial unsanctioned uci cycling jersey um when we gave a social media jersey to riders the other in 2012 i think we should do that again every time i say that i i kind of a part of me dies but i really really want to do it again um yeah so she was um she was yeah so you have sarah olsen taking the mountain the mountains point mountains and then you have a late breakaway and this was another high-tech rider um oh my god i've completely forgot tony lima tony lima hatterland um yes you're thinking a high-tech rider named lima lima is she married to carl lima the owner manager by any chance yes yes she is and um, yeah, um, but the thing is, 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 is when you see the video, what you can see is Liv Shimano stompity, stompity, stomping. <laughs> Everyone tries to escape, and Liv's just going. <laughs> I love, I love how you're basically describing this race like a kid's book. <laughs> and and then the Liv giant stompity, stompity, stomped all over the race. <laughs> Turn the page, um, Miss Sarah. Turn the page. <laughs> oh no, the giant's stopping the race. <laughs> Fuck you. 
So here's, and this is what Kirsten says. Um, so Kirsten Veal was saying, um, basically, Miranda Vries and Julia Souk took care of things early on, and then later Sarah Mustanen and Willa Knoll took over for the finish. And um, Willa Knoll fell in the final 3K. But they, um, <laughs> um, she got into the wiggle sprint train. <laughs> As you do. And so when you watch the video, I mean, Paul Wiggle, they've got this great sprint train going on, and it's fantastic. It's just they've got <laughs> Kirsten Wheel sat in it. Oh, no. Uh, talk so, about a fox uh, in a hen house. Yes, I, yes, um, uh, yes. I'm not sure fox is the right word. Um, oh. <laughs> Velociraptor. Okay, yes. Well, <laughs> something that goes stompity, stompity, stomp anyway, so. You got <laughs> Poor Kirsten, every time she walks around now, people are going to be going like, stoppity, stoppity. No, it's not. It's metaphorically stoppity. You've called her a giant before. I don't mean it. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> inducing, inducing commentary anxiety is one of my favourite things to do. You're so horrible. It's not. <laughs> anyway, so Veald wins. Veald wins with Elena Shashini in second, Georgia Brondini in third, and Emily Moberg from High Tech fourth, and fifth, Melissa Hoskins from Aus Team, who's, who's um, moonlighting from Orica AIS in Team Australia. Yep. And um, this was a great result for Chichini, by the way. She's riding for a Southern Me Mexico Farron, and I have to say, Farron, they're not my favourite team. Um, for various reasons um yeah i mean when once you get people like uh nicole cook taking you to court to, to to make you pay them and stuff like that and you know yes anyway um so far but farron to give them their due they've been they've just come into their own recently and it's all with their very 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 young italian riders yeah so of course we saw rosella ratto win a stage at the at the women's tour and end up third in the best young rider jersey and Elena Ciccini was all over that. She had, I think she had about five top ten finishers, and she finished tenth overall, but she couldn't quite get on the podium. But she's one of those riders who all year's been, been you know, she's just been, she's been around there. She's been around. Mm -hmm. And she's a former European junior champion, world junior, junior European champion. I think she's a former junior track champion as well, and a world junior cha track champion. I could be making that bit up. But she's, you know, she's a, tracky and a sprinter and she's very young she's only 20 or 21 so yeah that was that was an interesting an interesting thing so you know well done Farron and yeah Veald, Cicini, Bronzini um, Cicini's now tied with um, Pauline Fran Prevot for best young rider in oh. the World Cup um, well that's, yeah, a, that's an interesting little development nice yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but still, it's it's kind of. She's nice. a sprinter going up. Once you get, once you, I think Pauline's just, you know, just going, yeah, just yeah. wants to. Win but but it's something, it's something for you know the 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 world's uh, women's cycling media to fixate on and build into a a dominant and life changing rivalry. So. <laughs> the women's cycling media. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something for us to talk about next week because there's no races to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So 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 her, no. Don't say that because there are races. I'll come on to that later. So yeah. So World Cup. Kirsten Veeld won a World Cup. Hooray for her. Um, I think she's also going to win Super Cass and Giro, and she might also win. She's got a chance at Vogorda, depending on how that race pans out. So um, I'm not saying it's her only chance at all, but it's it'll be a lot of fun for her. Congratulations, you've won it. Um, now you never have to go back. Um, no. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, so, um, and over on the other side of the world, over in Europe, we also had the Trophée Martin, Martin Winans, which I, I don't know, I think it could just be me, but it's completely invisible. It is the fifth round of the Lotto Cycling Cup, so they have some photos of the race on their website, yay. And it's, it's you know, this is one of those, the Lotto Cycling Cup has all the big Belgian teams out and loads of sprinters, go hard or go home, won by Liv Shimano in another They've basically won two two races in, that weekend. In another in another stompity stompity stomp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is one of the reasons this one was a little bit invisible though because it was a new race or? I, I 
don't know. I've no idea. I mean, what we will have, they it comes out later, but they do always have like about half, 20 minutes, half an hour of video from this. So um, from the fantastic, your favourite people, Motormedia team. Cool. So at some stage in the future, we will get to see this one. And, you know, but it was great for Micah. And it's also great for Liv because, you know, they had their big sprinty. They didn't have... Um, you know, on the one hand, they don't have Lucy Garner and Amy Peters. On the other hand, their most of their team is over in over in China. So to be able to win this one is really good for her. And in second, and she won it solo by about six seconds. And in second place was Amy Cure, and third place Lisbeth Devoch, both from Lotto. Lotto Bonsol, um, yeah. So um, bit tiny for have, them. Yeah, and it was a great. You know, lots and lots of Belgian riders there. Yeah, mm. and yeah, and that's. Yeah, and that's the European ra- European racing. Luckily, if you're going, oh my god, I really want to watch some racing, Sarah. Oh my god, then the place to go to is Australia. Oh, uh, is this because you found more video of people dying at the Cairns Mountain Bike World Cup? I have found more video of people dying at the Cairns Mountain Bike. <laughs> yes, but that's not what I want to talk about. It is the battle on the border. Ah, the classic. Yes. Um, yeah, no, so this is part of the NRS up near, uh, well, it's on the Gold Coast, so it's near the, the border between Queensland and New South Wales. Yes. Um, I assume that everyone's battling to get out of Queensland, but I could be wrong. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, th- now, we haven't talked about the NRS, the National Road Series, much this year because there's been so much else going on, but I really, really recommend you have a look at it because it's always fantastic racing and it's... And they've got great video from Cycling Australia, and they, they love to spin a yarn in Aussie, don't they, Daniel? Oh, we're not too bad at storytelling when we're, when we're compelled to. Um, one, of the, one of the interesting things about the NRS, I mean, I really do respect they're, they're very deliberately working quite hard to um, grow the series, um, to give it coverage um, in whatever format they can, um, and to support it quite well, which is really good. Um, one of the interesting things that, that came up over the weekend was the, the um, disparity between uh, prize money for stage winners uh, between men and women. And, um, and so there are still some issues like that that, that are being addressed, um, or I assume they are being addressed. And obviously there's still some work left to do, but, but given the, the, the point that they're at now, I think they do do a great job of, of putting on good quality events and, and giving really good coverage of them. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's not a UCI race, but, you know, they had really, really good fit. They've got really good video. I really recommend the Cycling Cycling Australia um, website, because uh, YouTube, because you can, you know, they they, they tell stories, and they don't just tell the story of the race. They tell you who people are. They get a real, you know, they've got a really good idea of who people's personalities are and what the place is like and they make they make it look they make queensland look like a really attractive place to go visit there no well i i've I've said it all along queensland is fantastic its only real drawback is that it's filled with queenslanders and he says that as someone who is raised and raised and shaped and bred there (laughs) I, i was not bred there i i was i was bred in victoria actually do happen to know that (laughs) yeah but your parents took you there because they knew you belonged in Queensland (laughs) that may be the nastiest thing I've ever said to Daniel (laughs) it's it's definitely up there that's definitely up there that's certainly far worse than stompity stompity stomp I I, yeah well you know what mm. what more place yes Oh, is that is that the warm glow of a bridge on fire? I feel. <laughs> if you're not careful, I'll start singing. This wheel's on fire. <laughs> Better than the Kylie Minogue shit you were singing before we started recording. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Um, Battle on the border. They've got really good video. I don't. My only my my big criticism of this race, Daniel, and I said this last year. So apologies if you were listening to us last year, and for some ungodly reason, are still listening to it this year. But the men get to ride an extra stage, and the first stage is from um, Point Danger to Mount Warning. Yeah, yeah, but Sarah, you've got to understand. Like like we've discussed, this is a race from Queensland, so. They've mistook that. They, in, in Queensland, that's the title of a sex education book and girls aren't allowed to read it in case they find out about dirty, dirty things. 
I just think that when you're point, point danger to Mount Warning is a is a very important text in in you go, high school biology when, in Queensland. When you um when you go from Point Danger to Mount Warning, you can only imagine what you actually go through, like like you know where the feed zone is and stuff. You know they call it a feed zone because it's full of crocs. I don't know. Um. <laughs> yes, the cyclists are not the ones being fed. That's the key yeah. point. Yeah, the so. Swannies, Swannies are kind of standing there in, on little, in, inside little electric <laughs> fences trying to hand the bedons over and you ride Look, really super fast. All I'm, yes. saying, all I'm saying is that there's a reason this happens the same weekend as, as Chongming because you think getting waved the wrong way up a freeway is a bad thing? <laughs> <laughs> so the race overall was won by Tessa Fabry of Jayco Apollo VIS with Lizzie Williams of Specialized Securator second and Annalisa Hull in Third place and fourth place, the junior um, Aussie, the junior Aussie road champ, um, ITT champion, I think. Sorry, um, Janelle Crooks. Yep. Um, and it's another. It was another good. I, mean, I should. I should actually. I forgot to shout out. But shout out for Emily Roper, another young Aussie who was um, went out with Tony. Um, well, it was the only one. Well, it was the one who went out with Tony Lima. Um, she's the under twenty three. Emily Roper's the under twenty three t- um, time trial and you know crit and road champion in Aussie. So you know, great, great that they have a chance to get over there and race the World Cups. So yay, 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 hurrah! Yes, that was good. Um, yeah, but I really recommend the video. Um, cool, my... but but the only uh, the, I was going to say the the thing is that you've been a, a little bit down this week, not just because you've gone from super women's life, uh, our friends' life, women's tour highs to oh, not as much video this week. That's a bit disappointing. Unfortunately, we've suffered yet another blow as well. We have we um, so. If you've been listening to this for a while, you'll know that one of my rants about the women's race calendar isn't just that we're losing, because, you know, we, we're losing, we're incrementally losing more and more racing days um, every year, and it's very disappointing and sad. But one of the things that's most hard about it is, so some, so we lose some races and gain some others, yeah? The trouble is the races we lose are the climbing races, and the races we gain are the, um, are the, uh, are the flat races, Yep. So and that's not to diss. That's not to diss like Dutch and Belgian races because there's some superb races that are really well organised and good mm, fun to mm. watch. And, and heaven knows the women just just stompity stompity stomp their way through them <laughs> and go really hard. That was that was a belligerent stompity, if ever I've heard one. <laughs> You're the one who likes dinosaurs. I'm trying to make you happy. <laughs> You can never please some people, can you? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and, and, and it's it's difficult, Dan, because the races we lose are climbing races, yeah? And there's some crit- there, there was some criticism of the women's tour for not being climby last, you know, this, this time. It's probably not going to be climbing next year because they've, you know, they've basically done a two-year deal with those. Um, I, I think they've done a two-year deal with those areas. Yep. But yeah, but so it's quite difficult. And what we heard this year was that the Giro Trentino, Giro del Trentino Femminile, um, Giro del Trentino Alto Aldige, I can't say it, Altige, um, has again cut down a day, has again lost a day. So it went from three to two days last year, but they snuck an extra stage into one of those well, days. Yeah, it, I think it was it was two. It, it it went from three days to two days a couple of years ago, and this is sad because Giro Trentino was known for some really really simple race profiles. <laughs> straight up and then straight up. Yeah, basically it's like a diagon- one long diagonal line as they climbed some Alp or other, and yeah, and then they sometimes had sometimes they varied it, and the race profile would be a pure triangle where they climbed all the way up an Alp and then rode all the way down the other side of it. <laughs> and so in 2012, it went down to you know it dropped it dropped a stage and and yeah and it's it's and then it's and then it kind of and but they kind of it dropped a day but they kind of got around it by putting three stages in two days. Right, and so you know, so they've, they've they've kind of kept it going, and they couldn't really do the mountains course. So you know, so but we always have this hope that it'll come back to these to this mountain climbing course. But yeah, so they've dropped a day, and they say they haven't got any money, and they also haven't got any support from local from local, you know, from local organizations and authorities. Which is sad yeah. because obviously the Gino Giro Trentino men's race is a good is a really, you know, is, 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 is a well-supported race. So, yeah, so gutted. I'm really gutted. And I'm, I mean, how do we... 
What I don't understand, Dan, is this year's world is on a climbing course. Yeah. 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 And the Olympics in Rio is definitely on a climbing course. Yeah. But yeah. are we really saying that riders are going to have to ride sportifs and stuff like that? To get their, you know, to to, to 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 get their practice for racing, for racing these, you know, for riding these things. Well, yeah. it, it's one of those interesting things, isn't it? Between, um, you know, the the, um, I guess, market forces that sort of um, dominate the the viability of of some races, I suppose, um, I versus the versus the. Um, Needs generated by by something as as sort of large and over and all consuming is the Olympics, isn't it? Like it's. No, I mean, I think I think it's also. I mean, what I think it is is the world's course is obviously set by the UCI, and they're very very happy to have. You know, I mean, they're very happy to have climbing races, to have climbing world's courses. In fact, you, I'd say you know it's it, it's yeah, rare. But you're gonna have it. It would be a hard sell to convince me that that the UCI selects and approves world's courses based on what the women need. No, no, that's what I mean. Though I mean, I'm not, I'm not dissing. I'm not at all dissing climbing worlds because you know my favourite kind of. You know, I love the mountain stages. I, I just, I want to see Emma Pooley and this is my problem. I want to see Emma Pooley and Mara Abbott head to head in the Pyrenees as they were in the Turtle Load and head to head in the mountains of the Giro you know I want to see I want to have some of those days where you know there's really and it doesn't even have to be steep mega mountains but you know those those classic style courses with some really steep deathly mountains and you know where you've got Mariana Voss absolutely suffering on the bike and you're just yelling Emma ride faster god damn it she's, you, you've got her she's cracking <laughs> through the screen and it's really awful you know and, and I love I love that I love the climbing races and I wouldn't for the moment suggest that the UCI should be you know should be should be um, stopping the world's being climbing but I think they should be actually proactively targeting areas and races where, which have areas that have mountains and races that have mountains for men and saying hey what are you doing for the women you know, like La Course, it's, I'm, of course I'm going to be screaming my head off when I'm watching live the women race around the, you know, race around the, the Champs-Élysées. But what I really want to see is, the ne- is, is for next year, uh, some hills. You know, give them, even if it's just a day race on the climbing stage for the men, you know, give them some hills. Please give them some hills. Oh, my God. Let's have a fundraiser. Uh, give some hills. Donate your hills to the women's peloton. <laughs> Donate your hills. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, I, I hear your point. I, I guess what I was trying to say is um, that the the difficulty of, of staging races or whatever. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Even I don't think I could. I could realistically expect the UCI to to put races on in. Um, you know, to, to make up the shortfall. But I totally agree that, that we need more input from uh, the UCI and leadership and support for uh, races to ensure that there is a, an opportunity for a balanced race program. You know, yeah. it's, it's, part of, it's part of, you know, being the responsible body for a sport and governing the sport and, um, and allegedly growing the sport. Well, I mean, look at look at all the races that you could have, like Romandy and you know the, the, the Romandy and and the Tour and any of those races. And you know, there's, there's hundreds of races with hills that the men do. And we are going to have the 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 Bira in in Spain, which I absolutely love and adore. But you know, like like what about what about that? It's almost like they need to do some direct outreach with specific areas and specific race organisers and specific countries actually, and say, "Hang on, you're not pulling your weight, you know. You, you, you like, yeah. we've proved it with the Women's Tour of Britain that you can put on a race, and actually, with not that much notice and with not that much security, yeah, we've shown that if if if, if Sweet Spot can do it, and they are nowhere near as big as as big as the other as the other race organisers, you know." Let's let's have it. Let's have some. Let's have some climbing. Let's have more climbing races. Do it. I, I have to. I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but I do have to admit, I'm actually really, 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 really thrilled um, that Sweet Spot did such a great job with the women's tour before La Course um, yes. happened. Because yes. talk about talk about put pressure on. 
Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, exactly. And I think the other thing that's very special about the women's tour, the Friends Life women's tour, and I promise I will stop talking about it eventually, is that what, <laughs> Guy, Guy Elliott, who who's who's the guy who is who's who's the man behind all the behind the race, was saying that that people, no matter against against all odds, people will say, oh yeah, yeah, but people are only there for the men. So it doesn't matter that when you go to Manchester or a London velodrome, or, or I'm, I'm imagining the same thing goes on in, in Melbourne. You know, when when you've got when 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 you've got the the biggest crowds are for people like Laura Trott or Anna Mears or Vicky Pendleton versus Anna Mears was you know is is the race. Oh no, but they're just here to watch the men. You know, and when you see races like like you know the Valkenberg Worlds like you, the huge crowds that came out for Valkenberg Worlds to watch Mariana Voss you know Mariana Voss winning her you know her first road world champs in years and you know if you're, oh yeah but there was the under 23 men's race in the morning <laughs> and you know so we've now got this thing this is the thing I'm saying this is the thing I guess is that when the UCI do go to these places and they go oh we can't do a women's race because no one's interested they can just point and go look look at what happened look at in China you know the, the yeah. crowds you see briefly in Chongming Island are huge. Well, this, uh, isn't... this is the thing I've always, always um, sort of believed is that if you make something a spectacle, people will look at it. You know, yeah, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. It's it's a matter of organisation and will. You know, yeah. and, and people really, really love women's racing. They do. And you know, I was reading. I was reading a blog by um, Tim Hopkins, who's a dude who went to visit the women's tour, and um, you might have seen he had I, his his wife tweeted his wife Jenny tweeted me the um, a picture of his little girls. Um, he made for his little two little daughters homemade world champion jerseys, <laughs> and so he's blogging about his day, and and you know how great it was with his with his little daughters going there and and you know going there in their world champion jerseys and how absolutely blown away he was by how nice and wonderful all the women were and you know when Helen Wyman went off to see if she could find Mariana Voss for him and Mariana Voss had seen the picture on Twitter and had seen his you know had seen his kitchen table and you know his little daughters and he's talking about his little daughter taking in the big printout of all the different riders that she you know, I think she's five or six mm. or something all, all the different riders that she'd seen and the, the bead on the Orica AIS had given her and you know that's what she wants to do and just yeah just just how much it means to people you know people love this and he's you know he's someone who hadn't watched women's cycling before he's obviously a cycling nut but you know kind of gone Olympic crazy and now loves women's cycling yeah you know yeah. it's, it's it's this is people want to watch it and it is exciting and it is great and it is fabulous and it is wonderful and you know if the tour de suisse or whatever or romandy or whatever can you know i mean holy shit the the uci is based in switzerland they used to be they i think we've lost something like we've lost three or four um uci level women's races in switzerland you know let's it's not like they don't know people on their doorstep and actually you know i'd, I'd say there's an argument for them actually. <laughs> well unless it's because they do know people on their doorstep <laughs> that's, that's yeah <laughs> anyway, so um so yeah so um other blogs I liked I also liked Chloe Hosking's dad's blog about the women's tour um I did have to get Dan to explain a, tra- a cycling tragic to me um that's me basically I am a cycling tragic but yes, it doesn't sound the yes, same when you, you say it in English mm. can you say it in Australian what cycling tragic yeah right yeah I just did oh you never do proper he does that when we're not on recording he'll do Australian for me he'll do Australian for Why? me and that, does it you're making night. things up I would never do that I'm cultured and erudite and well spoken with good elocution he draws on his he draws on his um, Queensland upbringing to do pro, to do the proper Aussie accent for me. Um, so what's coming up um, today? We've got the Grand Prix makeup in Russia, um, and then we have the Tour de Adyar. I'm sorry, I don't know how it is in Cyrillic on the 22nd to 25th. Um, tomorrow we have the Tour of Zhushan Island in China, and then on from Friday we have the Tour de Languedoc Roussillon, which I am going to be interested to see who <laughs> well, is going there. I, 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 look, look, ease up, Sarah, because we still don't know if it's on. <laughs> oh my God! You know, I went. 
went to their website. Yeah, I went to their website. They're yeah. second, calling it the second edition, which is interesting because it they it it, you, it has run for quite a long time. But I think it's now organised. It's organised by a different organisational committee. So I went to their website because it starts on Friday and it's still under construction. Oh God, that bodes well, doesn't it? Uh... Yes, it does. And, um, you know, what do we know about the Tour de Languedoc-Roussillon? Well, yes, last year it was cancelled within 24 hours of before it started. And it, um, and then, yeah. And then they missed the first stage and it was magically back on by the second stage. And in the meantime, riders were sleeping in tents in a campground, eating gruel. And, yeah, um, literally eating gruel, seriously. And, um, and making shoes for children in third world well, countries or when, something. When Bolt, Bowles, Dolman and Rabo just left, because I think this is one of those races, and the French racers do this to riders. You know riders have, how should we put it, healthy appetites. Well, you know, some would argue that that's because they, they um, are employed in, in high-calorie-consuming jobs. Yes, they have healthy appetites. So when you start the day of before a, before a grueling race through hills where you're not entirely sure there's going to be police cover, etc., etc., and they give you a croissant and a little punnet of jam. <laughs> I think punnet's a bit of a generous term. It's, yeah. it's like a prepackaged thimble of jam. Yes, and, and, and the coffee, I think what, was really, what really killed them was the size of the coffee cups as well. <laughs> Well, and the fact that it was, you know, probably probably mostly water, very little yeah, coffee. Yeah, so is this, is this race going to start? Who knows? Is it going to have riders there? Who knows? I mean, literally, hopefully, it will all be great and fantastic, and yeah. they'll have learnt their lessons, and it'll come back better. But at the moment, I'm literally just throwing my hands in the air and going, who knows? It is, it is actually kind of like, like the, the bit of intrigue and excitement for next week, because who knows if we'll, if we'll be able to talk about it or not. But either way, uh, what I can tell you for sure is that Sarah, Sarah will be ready to stompity-stomp-stomp all over the, uh, the details. Thank you, Dan. Um, yes, and the other thing that's happening this weekend is mountain biking. Where are they uh, this time? They are in the Czech Republic. Um, it's Nové Mesto in the Czech Republic. This time they don't have downhill. Um, I am sad about that, but I'm always sad that there's not. There's never going to be enough downhill in my world. Um, you know, they're basically <laughs> downhill every day. What I love is that when it comes to the road, you're all about the uphill, but when it comes to mountain bike, you are all downhill all the I, way. To be fair, to be fair, I also adore downhill. Um, I also absolutely adore downhill descending. On the road. It's much easier than uphill descending, I'll grant you that. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I think it's time for us to say, stompity, stomp, stomp, stomp. (laughs) Yeah, thank you and good night.